What is up, faithful recovering you listeners? We are here for another awesome episode, another red flag episode, and I am loving doing these red flag episodes. Not because, you know, it, it's just kind of a change of pace. I do love it for that too, but I'm loving the conversations I'm getting to have with people about these red flags. Um, and there's a couple people in particular in my life right now that this is a regular conversation and it has honestly been such a cool and vulnerable and connecting topic that has really been not only a blessing for them and what they're going through, but for me to be able to continue to explore these red flags and get additional ideas. So please remember that, you know, we would love to hear from you if you want to email us or reach out to us in any way. All that information is included after the episode. But today is a very personal episode for me because it is one of the biggest red flags for me that I that I carried for so many years. And it's all about anger and how we manage our anger. Now, I don't know if this is the same experience with many of you, but growing up, I remember being told many times to stop being angry, stop getting so upset. And instead of being asked why I was so angry and having someone work through that anger with me. So naturally, I suppressed that anger until I couldn't anymore and it just exploded and became easier and easier to get angry. And that was my go-to reaction. And man, did, did I get angry? Jeez. I got angry at everything and everyone. And I hid it behind laughter and a, and a smile. And I had those, I had those happy moments, but I was honestly boiling inside. It felt like all the time, especially when I was like in high school and college, uh, it was bad. Um, I had a really short fuse and I fit the firecracker redhead stereotype perfectly. And I know I got labeled that way by a lot of people as well. And so for some of you who may know me, you probably know me as someone, someone, some of you who may know me now, currently, uh, within the past few years of my life, you probably know me as someone who's very happy and positive and kind and someone who's Try to tries to be understanding and who's a little bit slower to anger and, and thinks through things and appreciates a good discussion and can work through emotions. That, that has been me over the past four or five years. Doesn't mean I've been perfect. I still have my bouts of anger, but it's getting less and less and better and better because I'm working on it. Um, so some of my brothers and, and really close friends, however, would probably disagree a lot that, uh, you know, those that knew me growing up would probably disagree a lot that I've really made progress and worked on this anger. Um, and, and I can't deny that there've been uh, a lot of changes in my life, but much of my expressions of anger are, like I said, a lot more controlled and diffused internally versus released haphazardly. Uh, where they could do catastrophic damage to those they land on and those who might see me losing that temper that, you know, it could change their image of me. Um, like I said, even though I do get angry sometimes, I'm aware of it. And one thing that I, I make sure that I do that didn't happen to me a lot growing up was uh, I, I apologize for my anger. If I get upset and yell at my kids, and I, I realize that I've lost my my cool and uh, almost lost my cool there for a minute. 
if if I realized that I've lost my control for a little bit and that I was in the wrong, um, now I'm not saying, you know, anger is justified by being in the right, but if I realize where my fault is, I'm very uh, quick to, as soon as my my temperament has cooled down a little bit, I'm very quick to go and apologize for that. Um, now, on this week's episode, we are going to, we're going to ask some really important questions. We're going to ask, have you seen your significant other, other get angry? Have they seen you get angry? Uh, how do they manage their anger? And what is the purpose of their anger? Is it to vent frustration? Is it to manipulate and control? Uh, is it because they have no control? There's a lot to get into here. So, uh, you know what, let, let's jump on into this episode of recovering you, uh, with your host, me, Cameron Harrison and my beautiful wife, Katie. This is the anger flag. Hey everyone. Welcome to recovering you. This is a podcast that will take you through a step-by-step guide of what you can expect when you enter into a world of recovery from addictive and compulsive behaviors. You are here learn how to change and we are here to give you the tools to get there I think this is a really good segue actually into anger management um, I, I used to always ask my friends that you know when, when we were in college and everyone's getting into new relationships um, and also later on when I was teaching dance and stuff um, and they would come to me as as a bit of a mentor role they would they would ask me like I'm not sure what to think about this, this person. And I would ask them this very simple question. I would say, have you ever seen them get angry? And they're like, no, they're always so happy. And it's like, okay, how a person manages their anger says a lot about them. If you never see a person get frustrated or angry, it's a facade. I, I, I'm sorry. Nobody escapes anger. Maybe there's that one in a million person that just has such a positive outlook on life that they they have a glimmer of frustration and anger and then they realize just, you know, life is beautiful. It's not worth my time to get angry about it. I'm just going to let it go and move on. Good for them if that's that kind of person. Well, that's the evidence of managing anger. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Very good point. So if if you are dealing with someone that does not know how to manage their anger. Now, if someone is always getting angry, that would be a red flag. But to think that someone is not allowed to get angry is a very false misconception. Or that they never are angry. Yeah. Oh, I don't get angry. Yeah. People people are allowed to get angry. We, we, we've talked about this in past episodes of Recovering You that... Anger is an emotion. It's not a negative emotion. It's an emotion with a purpose. Do you remember what the, the, the purpose is? It's a protective emotion, right? Anger is pushing you to withdraw from a situation or it is pushing you. It's more of a pusher. It's yeah. a pusher emotion. It's, it's motivating you to do something, whether it's to leave or whether it's to confront. It's a fight or flight type. Yes, it's, yeah. it's moving towards action. So it's like ushering your kids away from a scary situation uh, or some, something that you know, upsets you. Or if someone like confronts a, a member of your family and you get angry and get in their face. Stand your ground. Stand your ground, yeah. So that is what anger does for us. 
So again, it's more just measuring. It's it's not saying oh, if this person gets angry, I don't. I, they might be a toxic person. No, that's not what we're saying at all. It's how do they manage that anger? Do they internalize it and just push it deep, deep down for it to just explode out later at some smaller issue that you had no idea that was going to cause such a reaction? Do they have the ability to step back, reassess the situation, notice their anger, and look and say, this is not the way I would like to act? I think anger is supposed to move towards action one way or the other. However, it's not supposed to carry you through an entire situation. Yeah, It's supposed to do that. It provides the momentum, and then it's done its job. And if you can't stop and look and take and assess the situation after that momentum has started, whether it's to say, okay, enough, or if it's to say, okay, I need to move this way, or I need to keep moving somewhere else, it's important to show and see how you handle that. I do want to point out, though, that asking that question, have you ever seen them angry? I feel like that one spans the whole dating spectrum. From first date to before you are engaged and you say yes, yes to the ring, is when you can be looking for that anger. It's possible that some people are very slow to anger and other people that you just don't have a situation where they would get angry during those first dates or the getting to know you. I mean, in a first date, if they get like blazing mad, angry, and like, whoa, I mean, that's a huge red flag because I mean, they're supposed to be on their best behavior. And if their best behavior is blowing up at someone because they can't control their anger, I mean, that isn't really a situation you want to put yourself in any further. However, you can also experience it in the getting to know you phase and they can be smaller and you, you just need to look for how it's managed. And it's, to be honest, it's also anger management to me falls in the category of emotional maturity. If they can acknowledge that, you know, anger does happen, sadness happens, happiness happens how do I deal with all these different emotions? You want that information. This dating and the getting to know you is the time to acquire that information. It's not all about the twittery feelings and the, oh, I just love them and they they make my heart stutter and, you know, I just want to giggle when they're around. or All those like fun, happy, falling in love feelings that everybody wants and hopes for are wonderful. And yes, you do want those. Obviously, you want to be attracted to the person that you're dating. And you have to approach it as this is someone I am basically interviewing to see if I'm going to spend the rest of my life and in some religions, eternity with. Like, do I want to spend forever with this person? Do I want to spend forever with a person I've only known a day? No. (laughs) Like, how on earth could you possibly know that person enough to say, we blend well? Oh, I knew right away, Katie. Yeah, you thought so. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and then you broke up with me three days later. Yeah. So, it it is important (laughs) to see that anger. And I think it's important to acknowledge taking time um 
think I was, I don't know, I was either scrolling through Instagram or Facebook. I get a lot of positive quotes. <laughs> that's that's kind of like my thing that I scroll through. And I saw this one because I also get a lot of recovery and trauma and um, healing quotes that pointed out, if your significant other waits until the two of you are alone to be angry about something, they do not have anger management issues or anger control issues. They are using anger to, to control the issues and to control you. Mm. And I think this is important to point out because so many people see it as, oh, he just couldn't help himself. He was just so angry and he just had to vent to me. And yeah, it kind of went over the top and I didn't know how to handle it. But he just had to let it out. And it's like, if you think about it, if he's angry at something that happened earlier in the day or earlier in the week, and he waited until he was alone with you or waited until he was home from work, he doesn't have anger management or anger control issues. He managed it just fine the whole day. All that time that he's with other people or you guys were with other people and he, you did something that made him angry, he controlled it just fine. Or she. <laughs> I'm not... I'm not making this a guy thing. Girls do it too. Where if someone does can control their anger for any amount of time to wait until the two of you are alone to explode or to be angry at you, <laughs> they're looking to use that anger to control you. They're using that outburst of emotion that's kind of scary and instigates that fight or flight, flight or fight response to say, now you are off put by what I'm doing. And so I have more control of the situation, control of your emotions, your reactions, and I'm going to use it to my advantage. I feel like it's a sneaky way of using anger with the facade of, oh, they just couldn't help themselves. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's the management part. They do need to manage. And they, if, if you're like, actually, you did manage it just fine until we were by ourselves. And then you took it out on me. And to be honest, that is different than waiting until like you come home from a party and you're like, oh my gosh, that person was so annoying. That kind of venting is different. It's not anger. It's, well, yes, I controlled myself because that was inappropriate for the situation. So I waited to dish to you until we were alone. Yes. And like you said, venting to someone and being angry at a situation is different than uh, taking the anger you felt and pointing it at the other person yes. and taking it out on the other person. So if you or someone you know struggles with anger, <laughs> I'm sorry, that sounds exactly like an infomercial commercial. Um, if you or someone you know struggles with anger, consult your spouse or children about taking nor anger. Nor anger may cause bouts of clarity, connection, and better relationships. Please consult your family if you have experienced anger and would like to manage that anger in a way that makes them feel heard and understood. Symptoms may include peace of mind, more control over your emotions, and in some cases, healed relationships. Try nor anger today. <laughs> Sorry, I've been watching TV shows that have a lot of uh, infomercials as their uh, commercials in between segments. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, all right. So just to kind of recap everything, uh, 
it's okay to get angry and to express anger once in a while. Uh, sometimes it's even necessary, like we discussed. It's important that we understand what the function of anger within our emotions is. However, anger pushes us to act. We also covered how to look out for the red flag by watching how people manage their anger and when and how they choose to release that anger. People, they're, they're allowed to get angry. That's what makes us people. We're, we're, we're allowed, we don't have to be perfect and manage it perfectly all the time. And again, it's not a negative emotion. Even Christ got angry with the, the vendors and the salesmen and the, and the marketplace at the temple um, who were you know, desecrating his father's house. I don't know about you, but if someone tramped into my house and started trashing everything and setting up shop to make money off of my property, I'd be pretty pissed off as well. I'd be pretty angry. So there is such a thing as righteous anger. And like we discussed earlier, it's meant to serve and it's meant to protect ourselves and our loved ones. It is not meant to be directed at them or used to hurt them in any way. If that is how someone is using their anger, if they are directing that anger at you, then it's a red flag that needs to be addressed. And it's a red flag you should be willing to walk away from. Okay, we are, we are not anyone's punching bag. We are not anyone's anger jar that they get to open up and scream into whenever they want. So just, again, like I say at the end of every, every episode, just about, I think, uh, remember your value. Remember your worth. We hope that these Red Flags episodes have been helpful and if you do have any questions or would like to reach out to us, again, stay tuned for the contact information afterwards. Thanks again for being listeners. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of Recovering You. If you liked what you heard today, please don't forget to take just a few seconds to rate us and share this episode with someone you think it may benefit. If you have any questions for Katie or myself, feel free to reach out to us at recoveryu2 at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to having you back next week. 